Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, part two, lovely chat with Ollie. Um, here it is. Next question we asked is, would you have found it easier to come out if you'd been taught about it in school? A resounding 83% of people said yes, and 11% said no, mm. which is really encouraging to hear, given the work that you're doing. Um, and you recently went back to your school after 20 years, is that I true? I did, I did, yeah. Tell me. It was so bizarre, because it was literally 20 years. I got invited back to meet with the school's LGBT plus group, which was amazing because it didn't have anything like that when I was at senior school. But I went in and the weirdest thing, they meet in my old form room. Oh my God. So I must have left like some queer imprint (laughs) in that room. (laughs) Uh. Uh, So it was really bizarre going back in and I literally just chatted with the kids. They were ranged from like year seven to year 11. Um, spoke to them about what I did, my work, showed them my books. Of course, spoke about Heartstopper with them. They were yeah. all huge fans of that. Were they? Okay, which was lovely. super cute That to think that that's um, inspiring so many young people across the UK. So cool. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was thrilling to go back. How did you feel in your, in the moment where you sort of, stepped into the school were you nervous um I think for the one time in my life I was like everything is really small <laughs> like I'm quite a short person I'm like five four That's or something I, I often yeah. actually get mistaken for a year six pupil when I visit primary schools and have to stop no. teachers ushering me into a classroom I'm like I'm actually here to do a talk <laughs> it has happened mm. That is, oh my God, see if you can get free lunch then. Uh, Yeah, I did. (laughs) Did you? No, they often provide one, so it's nice. Do they still do custard? I don't, I don't think so. But I remember that was a big thing in the 90s, wasn't it? But I never was into custard. I always wanted like the chocolate donut, but they only ever had like five of them for like 200 people. (laughs) Yeah, we never got donuts. Um, Do you know of any other queer kids who were in your year, etc.? Yeah, and... Weirdly enough, one of them was like my best friend, um, a girl oh. that I, I used to hang around with like so much. We just used to really make each other laugh. We were besties at school. Um, sadly, we kind of lost touch, but we've reconnected through social media, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so funny, like chatting with her online now being like, can you believe we were both like queers <laughs> at the same yeah. time? Oh, um, so but. Nice. That we found each other, and even though we didn't necessarily like come out to each other, we found something in each other where we felt safe. 
So I feel like queer people do gravitate towards each other for some reason. It must be like an energy thing. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And then have you ever had any funny moments where like kids have said funny things in when you've been doing your presentations? Oh my gosh, kids are... As well as being super smart, they're hilarious and so random. Like talking to like this reception class who are like four and five about different types of families. They're all smiling and nodding. And then one kid puts their hands up and is like, I saw some penguins yesterday. (laughs) And I'm like, awesome. I love that. Let's just go off on a tangent about penguins. I'm wondering whether I triggered them thinking about uh, Antango Mix 3, that story. So maybe it was that. But that was really funny. For anyone who doesn't know, Antango Makes Three is the most beautiful book about uh, two penguins who find an egg. Two male penguins who, yeah, I think they look after a rock and then they get an egg. Oh, they get, oh, or something like that. So. But it's really, it's really We're cute. in the ending, sorry. <laughs> but go on, sorry, carry on. No, super wholesome. And then another funny thing is um, maybe talking to like the year five, year six students about everything. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So-and-so's got two dads. How many followers have you got on TikTok? And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, what's TikTok? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Oh, my God. They're so, like, oh, that's the scary bit, how in tune they are with things like TikTok and stuff. I can't even do TikTok. It's so complicated. Are you not on TikTok? We are. That Like, the Pop and Ollie company is. But yeah. my lovely colleague, Jack, they, them, actually helps we're doing all of that because they're really good Got at it. that. Um, I, I just filmed the videos and, and Jack puts the, the fonts and whatever it is on there. Um, I see. Yeah, yeah. You need a degree. I mean, I'm not on TikTok. I don't think TikTok needs me. That's my thing. So then what we asked people was, what do you think schools should be teaching? And it was like opening a dam or a flood door because people came with so many ideas it was it's wonderful so one thing that hackers said which i thought was really interesting uh, is the new welsh curriculum has mandatory phse and some good stuff on lgbt plus mm. yeah i think wales is actually the first country in the world to put like lgbt plus on the curriculum i know it's slightly different to our one uh, mm. a little bit more progressive tag says or ta even ta goodson uh, definitely can't pretend we don't exist kids have and will always have questions exactly what's the funniest question you've had from a kid if there is one? Oh, they love being like how much money do you earn <laughs> they're not shy at all and i'm like oh my gosh see that is one thing i would say about kids um sometimes they're so black and white that it's actually really refreshing because they have like what's the expression no holds barred they'll just ask questions yeah. and actually sometimes we should just be allowed to ask questions and the school's yeah. the perfect place to do it and the the other thing I like about them being so black and white is sometimes they're like, oh, so you're a boy and you like boys. Cool. Well, it's it's really comforting on a deep level that in a way what you're saying for some kids you're talking to is not news and they're not that interested so they want to talk about something else, mm. you know. And that's beautiful because that wouldn't have happened many years ago. Yeah, you know? it's funny. I spend the majority of my time after I've spoken about my whole LGBT plus thing with the kids talking about how to make youtube videos and how i do the animation and actually that's what we should be doing and i'm so glad that the session does end up like that because then the lgbt plus is actually kind of like secondary and it's like oh we're we're an author and he makes videos as well and that's really interesting oh and he just happens to be lgbt plus 
So I guess yes. it just familiarizes them with the LGBT plus um, without, you know, big gay sirens, <laughs> like gay person mm. going in. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's great. And I think it's great to engage people uh, through another medium. And I think that's always one's job to do that, regardless of what you're talking about. But I also had a little bing in my brain there, which is like, we do always feel like we have to somehow excuse why we're talking about LGBT stuff. Do you know what I mean? And actually, maybe it's like, yeah, don't have to shroud it in something else. I'm here to educate. And that's that's a great thing, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely would say when they get a little bit older, um, like 9, 10 and 11, it's actually fascinating to have discussions with them about, you know, the state of the world. And, you know, they really make me think about things as well. Um, yes. In my book, Prince Henry, spoiler alert, it's about uh, a prince who wants to marry his best friend, but his best friend is, like, poor and not royalty. So his dad doesn't want him to marry him. He wants him to marry a prince or princess. And they're yeah. kind of like the story, like, everyone loves this book. It's one of my most popular books. And it ends with the king ripping up the law and saying to Prince Henry, you can marry whoever you want, whether they're rich or poor, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And it's all great. The kids loved it. And then one kid was like, yeah, but the king could only do that because he, he had the privilege to do it. And I was floored. Wow. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Mm. Like, you're so right. Like, yeah, they, they do see things kind of beyond what I've even written or created sometimes, which is so fasc- fascinating and refreshing. It's wonderful. And the fact that you go and take it to the people who it's for, or, you know, they give you feedback, you can evolve, that can inform mm. your next work. And it's like this big growing amorphous thing is just amazing. Mm. Uh, and some other bits that people said. So I loved this, that um, someone said, specialists, not bumbling cishet teachers who also lack sex education and are screwed up because of that. That's the kind of people that this person was saying they want talking about LGBT education. Quite interesting, that isn't it? Because you know, when when I remember when I had my minimal sexual education uh, at school, I'm referring to, uh, you know, it was someone who was really embarrassed, and it was a straight white man. Yeah, I, even our sex education was maybe like one lesson, if that, and again, so embarrassing for everyone involved because the person leading it was embarrassed. Matt says, as a primary school teacher, I believe that everyone should be taught about love making a family. What a wonderful thing. Yeah, and actually that's something maybe we miss out with this whole sex education thing. Because actually we need to talk about relationships as well. Mm. And, and that is actually in the government guidance. We need to teach children about healthy relationships, mm-hmm. about friendships, mm. about respecting each other as well. Um, and we in our book, we actually split um sexual orientation and love up because they can be two completely well they are two completely different things as well yeah and i'm i'm thrilled that you did that just tell me the name the title of the book is what is lgbt plus um it's called what does lgbt plus mean mainly for seo reasons (laughs) Ah, (laughs) um seo being how you find things on google people um or any Alta Vista, whichever search engine you want to use. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's your most recent book, right? And it's your first kind of non-fiction book. Yes. And I wrote this with the amazing Mel Lane, who's a former primary teacher. Ah, and Mel's son, James Cannon. Um, it was kind of like a lockdown project, actually. 
But yeah, it's our first non-fiction book and it's a 101 guide to basically what LGBT plus means. It's, we aimed it at maybe like eight to 11 year olds, but mm. we're finding people are using it with children who are younger. They're using it with children who are older. Even grown-ups are learning Great. a lot from this, which is fantastic because, you know, some grown-ups have never been taught any of this. So it's no. fantastic that, you know, we can educate them as well. And this is the book that is actually... Uh, I think in my church's library. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. wicked. Okay. So we'll link to that in the show notes so people can look at that. People can look at all of your books because they're all on your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. The others are all, all fiction stories. A lot of them are fairy tales, like reimagined fairy tales that have made queer. So, so we've lovely. got a transgender fairy, uh, transgender Cinderella story. Wonderful. Um, a Goldilocks story about different types of bear families, which is, bizarre i mean a lot of my stories are quite bizarre but the kids actually love that <laughs> they're lo- they're lovely they're full of imagination color and wit and charm i love them. thank you thanks very much ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. KM747 has been talking about Scotland. Look at the Thai TIE campaign in Scotland. Schools should follow this program. Um, Mark says gay sex. Well, let's start there, Mark. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) JV Mella says it needs to start with the teachers and their ability to teach without bias. Yes. Queerness, no labels while practicing consent and safe sex, says Bjorn. Love that. Estella says, aside from the obvious info about identities, how about a queer cultural studies class? Love that. Wouldn't Ooh, that be wonderful? That would be really cool. And all year long as well, not just mm. in LGBT plus history month yes. or pride month. Even though it's gr- their months are great. I always say to teachers, I'm like, you know, their months are platforms. Mm-hmm. But like we can talk about being queer any time of the year. In fact, we should be talking about being queer any time of the year because me and you, we're not LGBT plus for two months a year, are we? <laughs> No, we're really not. And um, Love Banana Rama says, learning about diversity that is not associated with any form of religious negativity or teachings. Yep. Ben Theo Andrews, Farmer Ben. Do you know who that is? Father Ben. No, Farmer Ben. He's a gay farmer. He's a gay farmer. He's been on the podcast. Oh, fab. Just that queer people exist would be a nice start. Love that. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. And safe sex and queer representation. I would love queer safe sex to be taught in school because there's so much shame around sex don't you think like it's just you know sex for trans people why aren't we learning it you know yeah i guess so we don't talk about sex in any of our books or anything it's a bit um see what so one thing is as well i kind of feel like lgbt plus people but particularly maybe gay men have been unfairly sexualized Um, our entire existence and I think that's part of the problem that maybe some people think about um, when we're teaching about LGBT plus in schools Mm. I know there's been you know the parents that get worried about it are the ones that think oh my gosh you're teaching my children about gay sex it's like 
we're not teaching no. them about gay sex at primary age. Definitely not. But we are teaching them about gay relationships just as we're teaching them about heterosexual relationships. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's age appropriate. Like when people are learning about people having families, which can be from a very young age, introduce the full spectrum there. When people are learning about sexual education, introduce the full spectrum there. It's not like you exactly. want to come into a school and start talking about, you know, whatever. Insert word here. I'm not going to say anything. No. Um, it's um, like any subject. I always say it's like maths. You're not going to go in with like advanced geometrics <laughs> at like no. three and four years old, are you? No, that's like college level. So no. you do the same with anything. You just make it like appropriate for the the age group that you're talking to here's a question for you that i wonder if you feel the responsibility for do you do you feel like you have to sort of make sure that you come across as palatable non-sexualized gay man yourself when you're going into these spaces yeah i think i personally have been like super conscious of being incredibly family friendly Mm. and non-threatening I kind of tailored the whole brand to that Mm. just to remove any ounce of like sexuality or anything like that from the brand because Mm. I don't want people to, and and, you know, I probably shouldn't have had to do that. It's kind of not fair that I've had to do that, but Mm. I felt the need to because I've just been so worried that people, well, even, even still people will call me a groomer or a predator for what I'm talking to the children about. Oh my gosh. I get a lot of, hate and trolls and all that stuff god i'm sorry to hear that that's awful and should not be right it's part of the job isn't it well it shouldn't (laughs) be but it is (laughs) you can invoice for it hang on a second um okay so listeners this has been wonderful i want you to write in and tell me your thoughts about this let's continue this discussion um i want to just end with ollie would you just tell me your favorite lgbtq plus kids books oh there's so many oh my gosh i love julian is a mermaid yes which is beautiful they've actually got like a sequel to that which ah, is called okay. julian at the wedding brilliant buckahoon recommended that as well i think that's probably one of my favorites oh my god of course Antango makes three yeah um my name is phoenix is super cute as well the pirate mums do you know that one that's the pirate mums is wonderful from... no. i also love this isn't necessarily like a queer book um but do you remember um is it Almo the elephant? The, the, it's like the patchwork elephant. There's about twenty. It has about twenty different books, and it's basically about um, this colourful elephant who is a uh, kind of outcast by the grey elephants, and and it goes ah. off to find uh, its own kind of like community. Uh, but that's a really old book. That's like from the eighties or nineties, I think, and, and quite metaphorical, like a lot of your yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. So that's lovely. And Rose says, I work in early years in the book and Tango Makes Three is a great story and great conversation starter. That's really good to see. So many people, Vice has recommended Tango Makes Three, King and King, That's for Little Kids. So many queer YA books as well. Heartstopper's popped up a few times there. Oh, yeah. Obviously, this is different age appropriateness. Can Everyone Please Calm Down by Mae Martin, which is obviously a, a autobiography by Mae Martin, the comedian, so obviously a little bit older. Um, I presume it's t- tailored to a little older. Mummy, Mama and Me and Marlon yeah. Bundo, says Anam. Lots of brilliant recommendations. There's what, so what, many fabulous books. And actually what is amazing is you just have to go into a Waterstones or Foils or whatever. And there's there's so many queer books out there now. Brilliant. For, 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 for children. 
um, and it's just fantastic. And tell me what's next for you. What would be the vision of Popinoli in 10 years time? I mean, we're always developing and growing and I feel like we've become, you know, a very kind of education focused company now. And actually what we're developing at the moment is some teacher training, which is super exciting. Uh, some digital teacher training, which we're working on, um, just to make it easier for teachers to access things. Teachers are heroes, by the way. Shout out to all the private teachers. Like yeah. they do so much hard work and often get, don't get a lot of credit or they actually tend to get a lot of criticism from parents mm. or whoever. But all the teachers I've seen and, and worked with, they care so much about bringing these children up and making sure they know about diversity and equality. Um, mm. That's who I think about when I'm creating this content. I am thinking about the children, but I'm thinking about the, the primary teachers. How can we make this as easy as possible for these mm. teachers who are stretched so thin to teach about LGBT plus people? What can we just give them that they can just read in class? They can just print out. Um, so that's what we're working on at the moment. Some simple digital training that they can watch in their own time. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, Ollie, where can we go to find you on all the social medias and websites and all the stuff? And, and presumably TikTok. Uh, we have got a TikTok <laughs> channel. I can't even remember the handle for it. Um, okay. So, but I guess, you know, go to our website, popandolly.com. That's yeah. the main thing. It's pretty much Pop and Ollie on, on every platform. If you want to donate a set of our books to your old primary school, you can go to our other website, which is lgbtpluseducation.co.uk. And that's basically a database of every single primary school, I think, in the UK, which is about 23,000 primary schools, and whether or not they've got copies of our books. And if they haven't, you can you can donate. That's fantastic. And we'll put a link to that and all of that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for being wonderful listeners. Write in, tell me what you thought about that. Tell me about your experiences at school. Tell me what we missed. Um, tell me what we didn't miss. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram, at homosapienspodcast on Facebook. Loads of love to you all. Thank you very much. And Ollie, thank you for being amazing. Well done. Thank you, Chris. 